Welcome to the Discovering Leadership Podcast. My name is Corbin Hannis from Insurian. I'm joined by my co-host, Carl Bowden from Exemplify Leadership. Carl, would you like to tell us what we're talking about today? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the fundamentals of leadership, specifically empathy and authenticity. Now, with the Discovering Leadership Podcast, we're focused on instilling value into you. You're going to be learning about relationships, strategy, how to live to your most authentic self while serving others. Now, we really want to build a community of leaders. Our goal is to lead leaders. We want to help others to live by example. Now, specifically for today, for our episode on empathy and authenticity, we're going to be talking about uh, Topics that include, you know, looking at things through different perspectives, understanding others and putting others first, being real, honest, and 100% ourselves. We ultimately want to exemplify empathy and authenticity. So we're helping others to find who they truly are. Now, before we get into this topic, Corbin's going to give a brief introduction of our guest, Christina Weber. Yep. So thank you so much for joining us today, Christina. We're very, very happy to have you. Uh, Christina is a coach, a speaker, an author, and the founder and CEO of the very successful company, Christian Business Owners on Fire. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Thanks again for showing up. We really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you both for having me. Yeah, so Christina, maybe you could start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing in business. Yeah, well, it's a good topic of empathy because I spent a couple decades uh, as a licensed clinical marriage and family therapy and therapist in private practice, so I had to practice a lot of empathy. Um, okay. So what I do now, <laughs> what I do now is I I, I basically kind of reinvented myself over the last eleven years. So I'm really a blend of a business and life coach. I work with faith-based business owners and my company, Christian Business Owners on Fire. So we basically help them have more fulfilling and prosperous business or ministry while keeping God, their purpose, and their relationships first on a daily basis. So so I really kind of, I'm really a blend of a business and life coach is what I do today, working with uh, faith-based leaders. Wow. So how important is it for, is it for someone to exemplify empathy when leading others? Well, not only is it important in terms of leading others, it's important for growing your business. Um, I, I mean, thinking of this question, I was thinking of really three areas. One is retaining A players in your business. So if you're going to be manifesting more than just a job and you want to manifest a company that by definition, you know, you don't have, doesn't require you working in that company. Um, you got to be, you've got to surround yourself with great people and A players. There's a lot of positions for them. They're in demand, but if you can be that employer that is very in tune with them, their needs provides them unique things. Everybody is different what they want, but if you're really uh, understanding that, tuning into that and, and giving that to those people, that's one way to keep those great players. Uh, the second way I think empathy is important in leadership and also in business is developing the right kind of products and services. You know, a lot of times people make the 
mistake of they do what they think they want rather than tuning in with what their clients or potential clients want. So when you're very in tune with their pain points, um, what their struggles are, what your gifts are, and then you create products and services like that, it makes it more successful and they get better results and they're happier clients. And then the last way I think empathy uh, really is important in leadership and business is really in retaining your clients. You know, it costs so much more money to get new clients than it does to just keep your existing clients. And we have clients that really yeah. feel like you totally get them. Uh, you're in tune with their needs. You're, um, you, you're, a, you're a trusted servant. You're someone they can really confide in and uh, feel confident in your, your feedback that you give them. It just saves you time. You get to work with great people and you get to develop those deep relationships that I like to have in business. So, Yeah. That's, that's huge. And it sounds like it's very others focus when you're exemplifying empathy. It's not about you or your business, but what do they need? You know, mm -hmm. I, I really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. So can you tell us an example of somebody that you've worked with, whether that's a client, say somebody on your team, maybe it's even a more personal relationship that you have. Uh, that you've had to exercise this empathy to be able to really develop that connection with them. Yeah. Well, kind of giving you my background as a therapist is uh, empathy is my product, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so at, actually, you know, one of the things I do with my, with anybody that I ever work with is I do a thing called a manifesting your vision session. So I help people really drill down and understand what their holistic vision is and the whole session is about the client. In fact, one of the downsides of having a lot of empathy is sometimes I get lost in that conversation and sometimes I kind of lose track of time. You know, you're kind of just so into, you know, what they're saying, and what their vision is and everything else and how to serve them that, you know, in business, you still need to be aware of time. <laughs> you still need to be aware of, you know, even when I do one-on-ones with people and just learn about their business, share a little about my, me and mine and, and see how we can support each other. I've had to learn to not get again too lost in that. I mean, business needs to be efficient still. I mean, so to kind of balance that totally, you know, being in tune with them, but at the same time recognize, you know, people don't have two hours or, you know, they have things to get done. I mean, there's things to do. So I think it is a nice balancing act. Uh, so I use it all the time. So. Yeah, I, I can definitely attest to that because I remember Christina, you and I met one time and you're, you're so focused and dialed in on focusing on that other person and understanding where they're coming from. So, you know, that is, that is the core of empathy is putting yourself in someone else's shoes or their mind, their way of thinking. And I could tell in that session, you did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. You under, you understood where I, where I was and where I wanted to go. You know, Christina, I'm really curious what happens when you're not empathetic to others when leading them or when guiding them in their business or being a therapist uh, in in what you do for your business. Well, most therapists are empathetic. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of yeah. that occupation. But in business, yeah. it's a little bit it's not necessarily the norm. 
So what I think happens is you really distinguish if you're more empathetic, if you're going to have more of a relationship-oriented business or a transactional-oriented business. So if transactional can be, you know, what do you need? What do I need? How do we do this? And it, it really doesn't go much deeper than that. Um, is this a win-win? Whereas a relational kind of approach to clients and your business is, is a slower go. It's, it takes longer to develop. You're really building on the relationship. So I would say, in a way, sometimes that transactional uh, way of doing things seems like you're getting the success faster. I don't think in the long term that you really end up more successful um, because you don't get the repeat clients. You don't really distinguish yourself really from anybody else that can do that same transaction that you can do. Um, whereas when you've really developed a, a relational kind of empathetic uh, approach to all aspects of business, not just with clients, but with, you know, people at the dry cleaner that had your stuff laid or, you know, just everything, you just have an aura about you that's different and it's attractive to people and you can magnetize um, other people that also are empathetic or you know, caring of people to you and your business. That's really big. You know, being kind of a magnet to others. Mm -hmm. You're developing a care, a charismatic kind of aura to who you are by being empathetic. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to know that they're cared for, that they matter, that what they're going through is real. And it sounds like being empathetic, empathetic, that gives them the opportunity to acquire some of those traits. Mm -hmm. Well, and the opposite of is being kind of self-absorbed. Um, and so you really uh, miss out on so much steam because it's such an internal focus that you miss opportunities. You, you don't clue into things that are going on. You don't like pick up on signals because you're more focused on yourself and, and things like that. It's just, it's just not effective. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is, I mean, is there ever a time where you would be focused on yourself, you know, being empathetic or would uh, you say part of balancing it's more of like an art? Uh, how do you think that you need to balance that? Yeah, I think, I think what the downside of being really empathetic is sometimes you over-focus on other people and you don't focus enough on your needs in business and what you need to do and your, um, and that, that a lot of people that are, that's why a lot of heart centered business owners sometimes kind of struggle with being profitable and prosperous because they don't, they, they have a hard time doing that. And that's, it's kind of more of a masculine feminine energy thing. Like the more masculine energy would be more strategic goals, leadership, you know, that kind of thing. And imp naturally empathetic people, um, don't think like that as easily, but in business, you need to have both. Yeah, really to be to be excellent um and so it does require you to kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit or you will run into cash flow problems you know business model problems and things like that because you're not thinking like a business owner and we need to still have a model that works and be efficient in what we do and sometimes people with a little bit too much empathy miss that mm, that's Really important. And, you know, empathy is very key to not only business, but being a leader. We have to look at things through others' perspectives and what they want to accomplish and where they're going. Mm -hmm. 
Now, can everyone be empathetic? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. I will answer it this way. If there's not a untreated mental illness or a mental disorder, I think everyone can be. So there's some, like if someone has clinical depression and it's not treated, it's very difficult for them to be empathetic. Um, if someone, some personality disorders, part of the description of the personality disorder is lacks empathy and it's more of an ingrained personality, like narcissistic, you know, personality disorder. And it's not people like that aren't necessarily not in business. There's, there are a lot of people in business (laughs) with that, that issue. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes. And so definitely they, people particularly with that issue or like untreated mental illness, they really do not have the capacity to be empathetic. And then there's the whole group that like people that focus on ambition versus excellence. So I call ambition is wanting to achieve really for the goal of self kind of glorification and and excellence is more wanting to kind of achieve more for giving God glory. So it's, it's a totally different kind of motivation. So the people that are more ambitious they can be empathetic, but a lot of times they're not motivated to unless they understand it's going to help their business. <laughs> it doesn't come natural, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the question yeah. is whether they get that or not. And a lot of people, you know, just because they because it does help your business and they figure that out. So they like learn how to be empathetic, but it doesn't come naturally. And it's probably not a thing they would normally do if it did not lead to them achieving their goals. Yeah those are really important perspectives. Not only do we need to realize other people's mental states, you know, are they in depression? Do they have something clinically wrong with them? But then also like what you're talking about in terms of ambition versus excellence and ambition kind of being more focused on us versus excellence, which is kind of like the higher purpose. It sounds like, uh, you know, we have to understand, where they are are they able to you know empathize with others and you know being aware of our emotions in that as well because i i I feel like sometimes we might not look you know (laughs) at that other person's current state and we might react in a way that you know we didn't really intend to well, you become interdependent in business with different people. So if you're not skilled at assessing whether someone has the capacity to be empathetic or not, that's when you can kind of have business situations that kind of go sour or don't. You know, if you have someone with real integrity and, and really caring about a win-win or, you know, how the other person's feeling or even caring about that, I mean, even if things don't work out, they tend to end in a better way. <laughs> than someone that, you know, really isn't that concerned about their actions or how it affects others in the setting. Most definitely. And especially if, if you're reacting emotionally, that's a common, that's a common thing. Everybody's got emotion. Uh, One of the books that I've been reading about negotiation lately, uh, the FBI school of thought, and negotiation is there's there's two sets of reactions you have the first set is emotional and the second is rational you always go through the first set before the second set 
So being aware of those emotions, it's very keen and very, very important for you to be able to make those rational decisions so that you recognize when you're being emotional and you're able to control that, hold back and reflect and make that rational decision when you need to. So sometimes uh, that's very difficult for people and being able to express emotion and be vulnerable in that way. what happens when you are vulnerable with others when you are leading? How do you display your honesty and your realness uh, to connect with others? Yeah, I use vulnerability a lot in my business, um, probably more so than other business owners. The key with, I think, using vulnerability or being comfortable with expressing vulnerability is you also need to be excellent. So you can't, you know, because you don't want someone to, you know, you'd be a great 12 step leader, but they're not going to hire you for a business. <laughs> you know, yeah. you want to, yeah. you want, you don't want to come off as so vulnerable that you don't know what you're doing, you know? So <laughs> that's really kind of the key is mm-hmm. when you're comfortable with who you are, you can be on it. Cause let's be honest, everybody in business, I will tell you, they've had cash flow problems. They've had mistakes they've made. They've had, you know, they've done stupid things in their business because they just didn't know. Um, everybody has it. So when people try to act like they've never had that, it's, 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 it's kind of silly because we all, I mean, everybody knows you really have. So when you can learn how to do it, uh, you know, appropriately, you don't want to overshare either, um, because it's not an appropriate setting for that. You know, and I remember some training I got as a therapist, even in the therapy setting, you know, different therapists are, have different, uh, comfort levels of self-disclosure or being vulnerable. And the rule of thumb was always, is what I'm sharing here ultimately going to benefit the client? And I think that should be the same thing in business. You don't just want to share stuff just to share it. You would share things because it's going to benefit the other person in the interaction that you're doing. That's an appropriate use of vulnerability. Mm, Yeah. Is it going to benefit the person that you're serving? That's, that's huge. You know, we want to, we want to make sure that we're being professional. We, we, we are an expert in whatever we do, but we also want to be real. We want to be authentic in, in who we are. We want to be able to connect with others by being a hundred percent our true authentic self. But it does sound like there needs to be a balance there too. You know, we want to, we want to come off like, you know, We do know what we're talking about, but when it's time to be vulnerable and to really have humility and, you know, show that, hey, sometimes I I don't know it all, but I'm willing to find the answer. You know, some things like that. There's there's a time and place to be authentic and to be real, to be vulnerable. Uh, And I, I think you summed that up very well. Christina. Well, I think you can be authentic all the time, but I think mm. vulnerability needs to be kind of strategic. So uh, by authentic, and I had an authenticity coach on my podcast one time. I loved her definition of it. Authenticity doesn't mean you have it all together or you say, you know, you share everything. It just means you're clear on who you are, what your strengths and weaknesses are and you and and your values and you know where you want to go and you're taking steps to get there. 
And mm. that's authenticity. It doesn't mean like, cause I value work-life balance, but I'm still struggling with working too much. doesn't mean I'm inauthentic. It just yeah. means that I know I have that issue. Now, if I'm not working on it, if I'm saying I really care about health, but I don't do anything about it, that is not authentic. That's, that's kind of fake. So mm. yeah, we can always, now whether we share it with anyone or else, that's the vulnerability thing, you know, but, but we can always live authentically. And that's yeah. something people pick up, whether you say a word or not, they can tell whether you are or not authentic. There's something about how you show up that just doesn't fit if you're not really being authentic. Yeah. What would prevent someone from being authentic? Well, I'll tell you, this is an advantage of being a therapist for so long. And I know everybody has problems. Okay. I I have very successful clients. Okay. And (laughs) you would never think they had the problems they have. And, and again, they're not basket cases. These are just normal people. We have problems. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it's easy to be authentic and vulnerable because I know everybody else already is. I mean, I know I'm not, in a delusion mm. that they're not. Now, if you don't have that experience, it's easy to compare your insides with somebody else's outsides. You assume mm. that, oh, you know, they don't have or have insecurities or they don't ever have this. Um, or sometimes people compare people at different stages of business. I mean, if you're just starting in business, you're going to be at a different, you're going to have different issues than someone that's been in business a long time. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about with that. Mm. Or maybe, you had a very stable home life and it, it allowed you to really flourish. Like, well, maybe someone else had a lot of bumps and things going on. And so they grew slower. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. I think that's the key. And that's the perspective that I just, the gift of my, my experience is I know there's nothing to be embarrassed about. So, you know, the question then is, am I living consistent with my values and is being vulnerable right now appropriate? and going to help the other person. That's really the way I do it. Yeah. You know, there's a quote that I always bring up, uh, but it really reminds me of what you're talking about. And it's from Steve Furtick. And it states that we compare our behind the scenes with people's highlight reels. (laughs) Right. You know, it is, it's, it's so true because like, we know all the flaws and vulnerabilities that we have inside of us, but we don't necessarily know everyone else's things, what's happening inside of them. And we don't, sometimes we only see the highlight reel, the successes. And I mean, in today's age with social media, that's, that's a lot of what it is. So that's what people share. So yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that, I think it's even worse when you're in business. Because part of being in business is being visible. And when you're clear about who you are and who your ideal clients are, the more successful you are, the more you will magnetize the right people. You will start repelling the others. And that does Mm. a little bit of a number on your self-esteem or whatever ego that someone that's not putting themselves out there like you need to do in business doesn't experience. So in a way, just being a business owner is pretty vulnerable. And then especially as you're more visible, um, you're going to get the, I love, oh, you're great. And the, no way. I would never want to work with you. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes no, sense. That and makes especially sense. as you were talking about earlier, you, you had mentioned if, if you're too vulnerable, 
that that can lead to pushing people away too. If if you're the business owner that's constantly pushing out, oh, I failed in this regard, or I failed in that regard, and you're constantly putting out all of that information about your vulnerabilities, then that's bad branding right off the bat. It's <laughs> it's it's like who's going to want to work with somebody that all they know about is your failures? You know, you you got to make sure you're pushing out the right items and you're vulnerable when needed, which that's, that's all points that you've mentioned. And that's, that's very useful for people and very, very relatable. You know, uh, I think you answered it just with our question before, but you know, being authentic, how does this affect the clients you work with and how does it affect yourself personally when you're authentic? Well, it's a lot easier. It's a lot less work to be authentic because you don't have to figure out who you got to be. <laughs> you just, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I, the way I approach it is I look at it like I need to be doing the work on myself. So I'm always improving. So the person that shows up, like I'm doing some branding stuff now and it's been a little painful because I'm kind of looking at where I'm falling short Cause that's part of branding. You know, what's the customer experience, you know, are they getting the smooth and there's some areas that are not smooth and, and it's uncomfortable looking at that. But the way I look at it is, okay, as long as I am doing the very best that I can to constantly grow, to live in alignment with what I value, what I think is important. And then, um, then I can just let who I am come out. You know, I don't need to, think about it. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to, um, strategy. I mean, I need to have an intention, like, where am I? What's the purpose of this? You know, again, to know what's appropriate, but then I just, I just am who I am there. And the thing about it is when you do that, the people that you would love to work with in business will be attracted to that. If you're someone you're not, you're going to get those people that you're the image you're putting out may or may not be who you want to work with or enjoy being around because it's not really you. And then it's uncomfortable doing that work. So I think it's just, it's just kind of having some scruples about being professional about what you're doing, but also be um, a human being and humble, like, you know, no one has it all together and, and no one wants to work with that anyway. I mean, that makes, I have clients tell me that they really appreciate, you know, when they start working with me, it's pretty open book. I mean, it's everything's on the table and they really appreciate that. I don't, that I do share some vulnerability things that otherwise it, it makes you feel really uncomfortable. Like you put everything out there and this other person is just like, Mm -hmm. Well, I never had that problem. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yep. Yep. I mean, it's, it yeah. doesn't help them, you know, it helps them really grow by you being sincere and honest. Yeah. You know, I have a question. What, I mean, why is it so difficult for some people to be authentic? Because, you know, when we started with this question, you said it's easy to be authentic if we're just ourselves, but, you know, sometimes it, it is difficult for people to be authentic and who they truly are. What, what prevents people well, from that? Well, I think it's when people um, aren't really working on themselves. It, that's when mm -hmm. it's hard. Like because then your you self-awareness is so important in in business uh, and really to be excellent. 
And so if someone isn't even aware that they don't even know themselves, then how are you going to be authentic? Cause you don't even know who you are, you know? Wow. So like, and I think That's some deep. people are That's just, <laughs> some people are just not, my dad was a psychologist. So like I grew up in this, you know, like I'm just really, but that's why it is very natural for me. But other people were like, whoa, talking about something personal is really uncomfortable or, you know, or they, they kind of are, are living not aligned. Like they've got some things going on that really are not congruent with who they want to be, but they're not dealing with that. I think that makes it like you kind of have things you want to hide, you know, kind of more of a shame thing. When, when mm-hmm. you are, have good self-awareness and yeah, you know, there's things you wouldn't want broadcast about yourself that are, you know, your downsides, but you're aware of them, you're working on them. That's not shame, you know, should have already mastered everything, you know, is the acronym there, but it's, but when you are not living in alignment, you're not aware you're just comparing yourself, your insides with other people's outsides. You're living up to what you think you're supposed to be doing. You're kind of mimicking other people. So you're not really coming across very original. So you don't stand out. Um, you know, that, I think that's when it becomes uncomfortable to be authentic. Or you can't even do it because you don't know what, who you, you're lost. You don't really know who you are. Wow. That's, that's huge right there. Uh, we have to know ourselves. We have to be self-aware and who we are to even begin to be authentic and to, to know what authenticity is in us. That's huge. Yeah. And you know, it, you had mentioned it's, it, it's very difficult for somebody that's depressed to be able to be authentic. And that to me connects the dots. It's like for somebody that's depressed, they're very unsure of themselves. They're, they don't know exactly who they are and that there's it's sometimes feels like there can be just emptiness inside of you. And if you're not full of yourself, if you're not uh, actually sure of what you want or who you are, then it's, it's very difficult to be authentic. And an analogy to relate that to that it kind of reminds me of is, is setting your goals. Whenever you're setting your goals, it's very difficult to be able to set accurate and like useful goals to be able to reach out to if you don't know your current position. If you can't look at where you currently are and say, look at the past and say, okay, here's historical trends, then it's very difficult to analyze the future and be able to set those accurate goals. So if relating that back, it's like if you're not able to look inside of yourself, see, okay, here's, here's who I am here's here's what i want out of my life then how are you going to be an example of what you want out of your life mm-hmm. and somebody that's depressed it's 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 understandable why authenticity can be very 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 difficult for them if they're not sure of it's, exactly what they want out of their life they lack the capacity it's not that they don't maybe want to do that it's oh, just yeah. such a drain living in a depressed state you just don't have the energy to do it even if you might mm-hmm. desire it i mean Wow. Yeah, it's true. We might not even have the energy. There's just no desire there. So for people that can start discovering who they are and their ability and 
what they're able to accomplish and to become more authentic. I was curious, Christina, what would you encourage our podcast listeners to do to become more authentic and to discover who they are? Well, I think it's always useful to have uh, some confidence or a sense of community. So, you know, I think if you can have a couple of people that you can really be real with, not even professionally, but personally, I mean, even a therapist, that's what we're kind of standing in the place of people's relationships. I mean, I think if you can start small and start to, you know, get honest with yourself and another person, and then, you know, maybe it is more personally, maybe it is more like professional therapy or something like that, but that's the start. And if you're a little bit past that, I think in business, it's maybe doing the same thing, but with, uh, in a business relationships, you maybe have a couple of people, either could be peer relationships or colleagues that you can be real with, or, or maybe a professional, like a coach or something. It's kind of a similar relationship because once you can do it in one relationship, you can start to expand in other relationships because you can start to connect the dots and, you know, um, of why maybe you're hesitant to be authentic or what you, what you really even want, you know, and things like that. Um, and then you can start to, you know, put that together. Um, and then that's really the, the launching point for then being more authentic just out in the real world. Yeah, most cool. definitely. Um, so we really appreciate you having here. I think this is a great transition to us being able to wrap up, uh, talking about, uh, reaching out to people and being authentic, focus on like one relationship at a time. Um, for somebody like Christina, being a coach, be, having an experience in the therapy industry, that could be her, you know? Um, Christina, is there anything you want to share with our podcast community before we actually wrap things up? Well, just as far as encouragement, as I mean, you guys do different works on different levels where you're one-on-one, -on -one, you're in it with people. You know, I think if you're wanting to be more authentic, um, you know, and all, I'm a big one on trusted servants in all areas of your life, you know, the more you can, if someone resonates with you and you feel comfortable and you are kind of isolated in that area, I think it's a, a good place to start to reach to other people like that. Um, you know, so mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a great start um, to do that. Yeah, just build community, really, it sounds like. Build those relationships. One by one, that's, yeah. That's, that's key. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us. You have been a massive value to our podcast. We really, really appreciate you. Well, I'm excited for the launch of your podcast and all the guests you're going to be interviewing. So thank you for doing what you do. Yes, well, thank you. So for, for our next episode, we're going to continue – uh, with the fundamentals of leadership, and we're going to be talking about integrity. Now, you guys can catch the, the episodes every other Tuesday, either on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. And make sure to check out Enturian.com. That's E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. You can also go to ExemplifyLeadership.com. You'll be able to get to all of our social media from there. We're going to be posting updates for the podcast, when new episodes are dropping, series, all, all the fun stuff. If you go to the Enturian YouTube channel, then you'll be able to see the video form of the content. We're taking videos of all this stuff and posting it there. So make sure you catch us on the Insurian YouTube channel. 
beyond that, it's we really appreciate everybody for tuning in and looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Don't forget, alone we survive, but together we thrive. Have a good one.